powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. It's March Mania at Sports Interaction. NHL, NBA, March Madness, MLB, and so much more, it's bananas. Play Pinata Picks and Minute Madness, exclusive games with insane odds you can't play anywhere else. Make your next bet with Sports Interaction. Download the app in Ontario, use the QR code you see at the bottom of the screen, or head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn to get started. 19 plus, please play responsibly. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Game Over Vancouver. Today, well, I'm Kaya May, not just today, but um, the Flames won 5-4 on OT against the Vancouver Canucks on the Pride Night and also on Trans Day of Visibility. Um, I'm joined by Sam and Allie today, and yeah, overtime. That was a game that happened. Sam? Do you hate the refs as much as uh, I do right now? I hate the refs. I don't know if I hate them as much as Rick Tockett hates them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or Elias Pettersson. Or Elias Pettersson. He was giving them death glares. I was like, yeah, at least That's he's he's serving the- something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, That was so- certainly a call. Um. Before we get into all of that, yes, they lost an OT, but how did we get to OT, first of all? Uh, well, it started with uh, the Canucks were winning 4-3. Then there is the fourth penalty against the Canucks the entire game when um, Walker Dewar, is that his name? I think, yes, all that right. the first time I've heard of him. Yeah, I, I have the flames on notifications on Twitter for some ungodly reason but um that's how i know that's how i know who he is anyway petterson had a stick over top of doer's stick doer lifts the stick while petterson's stick is on it because object permanence kids and it hits him in the face um which you know if you lift something up and it's closer to your face it might hit your face including the stick um and then petterson is called for high sticking even though he's not the guy who put the anyway uh, rock, rock, talk it. <laughs> Rick talk. It was you not. Should call him Rock from now on. I like Rock. It. Yeah, Rock talk it. Um, he was not pleased with this call. It was Leo's Pedersen. Neither was I. Um, keep. He kept asking the ref if he was serious. And then on that uh, kill, um, Huberto scores for makes to makes it four four. And then there's another Canucks penalty kill for the stupid, stupid puck over glass. I hate that rule so much. Unless it's obviously intentional. Why is it a penalty? Um, And then we go to overtime. Phil DiGiuseppe almost scores. And then Tyler Toffoli does. Because of course he does. It's against the Canucks. Yeah. Otherwise, um, Jacob Markstrom, masterclass on how to not be a goalie tonight. Um, at one point, there were four goals on 13 shots, um, which is uh, not not good, especially if you're supposed to be the number one in Calgary. I know they have a lot of issues uh, going on right now, considering um, they also have to all play in Alberta. But at the same time, their goaltending is not it. Uh, their goal support was there this game, but it's not usually. Um, Huberto, um, for example... He didn't score on a penalty shot, and he had how many points last year? Anyway, that's aside, that's aside from the point. 
impressions of the game overall? <laughs> Uh, I mostly just sat there and watched the Flames shots just go up and up and up. And it reminded me that um, on the broadcast Twitter account, we used to tweet a meme that was like, stop trying to kill Thatcher. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this was one of those stop trying to kill Thatcher nights. That was That was my primary impression, but also, yes, Jacob Markstrom... Terrible performance. Very happy we are not paying him. Very unhappy that we did not apparently have time to sign Tyler Toffoli, who wanted to stay here. Mm-hmm. Very, very happy that Troy from Richmond scored. Yes, that was the second goal I cheered for. So I, oh, yeah, completely missed that. Aiden McDonough, first uh, career NHL goal. So congratulations to him. First guy in the huddle with him was friend Jack Rathbone. Um, he looked so happy. It was so wholesome. It was, and then yeah, and then Jack Sadnika runs in. Kyle Burrows grabs the puck. It was, it was perfect. He actually stole the puck. I the puck was stolen on that play. Um, from Milan Lucic, so another local boy. But he's probably the only one that gets booed when he comes here. Anyway, <laughs> um, it's it's hard to tell with the Luch the boo. Anyway, yeah, Aiden McDonough first NHL goal. Um, and then Stetcher ties it up three three. It was a back and forth a lot in the second period um after the Canucks made it to nothing initially uh well it was one nothing at the end of the first with Connor Garland with an interesting check on Michael Backland um just goes in by himself and I'm like okay I guess <laughs> and then um on the Mangiapani power play uh for hooking Patterson scores because of course he does 14 game point streak to Foley who stole the puck off Tyler Myers um yeah that's that's a reoccurring thing is Tyler Myers and Game Game Breezebois I can't pronounce his first name right I am so sorry the Breeze blah anyway who eventually did actually leave the game with an injury so hopefully he's, hopefully he's okay but that pairing just does not go well together at all in any capacity it was really bad it's really bad it's really bad tonight um yeah to fully stole the puck off myers uh myers couldn't get there in time for the coleman goal um what's the other one yeah on the stetcher goal which you know go stetcher but that was also his 100th point of his nhl career i believe so uh they left stetcher open because breezewall went on to myers aside at the ice while myers just kind of stayed there and then when bovillier scored for to make it four three um it, it actually uh, counted as a goal. Uh, they were on for a goal four because that was 14 seconds after Stetcher's goal. Yeah, Tyler Myers moment in the chat. Yeah, thanks for giving us to him. Bliss in the chat from Game of War Winnipeg for context. But yeah, Demko had quite the night for him. Um, and of course, the Canucks defense did nothing to help. Except for Quinn Hughes skating good, I guess. <laughs> the usual. The usual. Yeah. Um it was a game. It was a game. Allie, do you have any opinions from just a general viewpoint of uh the game tonight? Not not a as as a not a regular Canucks watcher. Yes, as a not regular Canucks watcher, can you still tell the chaotic vibes? Can you still catch on to the chaotic vibes of Tyler Myers? Definitely, yes. 
Um, thanks for having me on, first of all. But in terms of watching the game, I mean, what's more shocking is Calgary, like, trying not to win this game as hard as they could for a lot of it. Like, it is shocking to me as someone who has watched a Toronto Maple Leafs team who couldn't make the playoff for years and, like, you know, for all the things that we do very poorly, they they tried very hard to get in for the most part. So watching this Calgary team is just perplexing. But yeah, it was a Thatcher Demko show tonight. And I think, um, sadly, the Canucks should be walking away being thankful that they managed to scrape a point out of that. Um, I actually was curious how it would go if it went to shootout, but we didn't get there. So yeah, a little bit more of a slower overtime, but We'll see if if Calgary manages to make the playoffs because I I thought uh, that Vancouver wanted to be a bit of a spoiler and couldn't quite pull it together this game. I think the only thing they're spoiling is their top 10 draft pick position. (laughs) I know you feel strongly about that. (laughs) This is just depressing. Yeah, it's it would be a hard time to be a Canuck fan right now. I've been there. Like no one needs to go on a March run. No, except for the Flames, but. Yeah, sorry. I I didn't need to suffer through like the first half of the season and the firing of Bruce Boudreaux to have absolutely zero payoff. Yeah, like it's all all for nothing essentially of what Canucks fans have been put through this season. Um, also, fun fact: they released the season ticket uh, letter the other day in a completely unreadable font, so I haven't actually seen it. But uh, God. I don't love it. Anyway. Uh, I saw it and saw it was two pages and really long and was just like, yeah, I'm not reading that. Yeah, I was like, you can't even like alt text it too? Like, bro. They needed a TLDR buy tickets because we need your money. <laughs> and they should just add that. TLDR, sorry, we're shit. Anyway. Because it was from Rutherford too, right? It wasn't even from ownership it was from jim rutherford who is partially to blame for this for what's happened this year so it's still better than the one year they made travis green do it what there was a year where the season ticket holder letter i think was signed by travis green oh my god that's terrible i'm oh my gosh i didn't actually know that but i I, that's that's arguably worse um yeah the canucks it's there's a rock and there's a hard place. The hard place is getting to the playoffs. The rock is, uh, well, not Rick Talk. It's Connor Bedard. Um, and we are not between either of them right now. Well, we are kind of between either of them, but we are not close to either. English. Um, yeah, we started. We started this the season zero and seven. I still think back to that first game over where I was like, you know what? It's just one game. It's just one game. It, it's not going to be this bad. It's not going to be this bad the rest of the season. It's not going to be this bad. And then I had to cover like the seventh loss in a row. And I think I, I, that's when I just started just screaming. So aren't you thankful for this March string then? I, I want to fight somebody. <laughs> like get Elias Pettersson to 100 points and just lose every single game. Like I don't, I was not team tank. I will not claim myself to be team tank. But... Why are we trying to get in? Why are we just sitting in a little middleman, like no man's land situation? There's no need for that. <laughs> I feel like you started the season very neutrally between Clay, who's like very positive, and me, who was like full on Team Tank. And I feel like you've swung much more towards Team Tank. 
Oh yeah, definitely. I just like I I feel like as I age, I get more pessimistic. <laughs> like talking about I would age. also I would also say they maybe swung you towards Team Tank. Like maybe that wasn't an independent movement. Oh, it was. It was not independent. Showed up the way they did for the first. It, yeah, it was not at all independent. Everyone hates the mushy middle. Thank you. Um, yes. Uh, go Jets, I guess, because they were in this spot kind of last year. Well, not really, but well, we were also in the spot last year. We ended up in the middle again, and then we drafted 15th overall. And yeah, and I'm not saying that, you know, low draft picks are always not good. Brock Besser was 23rd overall. You, We can argue about whether or not that was a good... Uh, that's been a good choice for Vancouver. Personally, I think it is, and considering that Boston completely fumbles their three they had before. Um, yeah, 2015, hell of a draft. Um, aside from that, late draft picks aren't always the worst, but they aren't always the best. They're not the top 10 that you kind of are aspiring to, especially in this year where there's a lot of prospects coming through, namely Connor Bedard, but uh, Columbus already got dibs. So, mainly Connor Bedard, but there's other, like, Michkov, Fantilli. There's other guys available. There's other guys out there. So you want the top ten, right? In a deep draft, and we're sitting just out of that. Because Elias Pettersson decides to be too good. And I'm not going to tell him that he needs to be bad, but... He also probably should uh, watch what players are holding on to his stick for him. Anyway, um, yeah, that uh, is, I'm I'm still mad about the refs. I'm still mad at that. That's the only reason we lost this game. That and also we kind of just left Demko in the dirt. But that's that's just experience Vancouver hockey. Every time. <sighs> okay, <laughs> now that the game recap is over, um, we're here to talk a little bit. So obviously Canucks Pride Night tonight, which was in the news a bit today. Um, Canucks Pride Night. Uh, they had their jerseys released yesterday. Um, they had drag performances uh, before the show. They had in arena uh, performances. They had a lot going on tonight for Pride Night, and the organization also made donations towards um, You Can Play and Community, um, and I believe also the Vancouver Pride Society, but I'm not 100% sure about that. So, that, okay, yes, producer Rob is telling me yes. Um, <laughs> yes, so also Vancouver Pride Society, so obviously doing some community work as well. Most of the players wore Pride jerseys, uh, notably Andre Kuzmenko did not. Um, as one of kind of the faces of the franchise this season. Um, slightly disappointing. It was cited by Rick Tockett as a family decision, and we know that obviously he came over from Russia this past year. We don't necessarily know exactly the extent of the situation um, with why he, uh, you know, refused to wear the jersey it was a family decision uh, i was apparently it was supported by other players um quinn hughes was act asked about it ethan bear was asked about it they both supported the uh pride night and 
wearing of Pride jerseys. Uh, the Canucks released a video earlier today featuring a lot of players. Um, Anthony Beauvillier was their model for showing off the Pride jerseys. Um, they also published a video of everyone using Pride tape. They had the Pride ad boards, but a lot of people did think about like Kuzmenko and other players that have, which it's a different situation with Kuzmenko than like a Rhymer, for example, because Rhymer outright just made a statement. Um, I have these religious beliefs and they go against, you know, people existing the way they want to exist. And um, my choices are affecting their, he used the term lifestyle, which is, I think is just the stupidest thing. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. It's a different situation to Rhymer because that was obvious, and like the Saul brothers and, you know, that whole thing in Florida. Because there wasn't exactly a reason. There was a family, it was a family decision. It was, there was no actual like religious reason, which was what we heard with uh, the Russian player Ivan Provorov, which kind of kickstarted this whole thing. And then, um, Ilya Labushkin recently said it was for safety reasons, I believe, for the Buffalo Sabres. Um, well, he now plays for the Buffalo Sabres. And they had their Pride Night a few nights ago. Um, Kuzmenko, yeah, there was no real... Like, Talkit spoke for him, essentially. We don't... There's just speculation. Did, I think he did answer some questions he did answer some, after the game okay. um, through uh, Kravtsov. Through Kravtsov, okay. Okay. I don't think he gave much more than what they had already said, though. Okay, so. That that would be good. Or could you send them to me? Right. I'm, I was, I thought it was interesting the way they approached. I thought the Canucks did the best job they could in the circumstances. I thought the in-arena handling of pride night was excellent they've always i mean the connects in arena staff always does a really great job on these nights um i thought it was yet another extremely clean and beautiful jersey um i really liked uh, Gemma carson smith tweeted a photo of the ice before the game and they didn't just use the connects pride logo they also used the flames pride logo and i thought that was a really nice touch so i thought the team overall did a great job i actually i think it was I think it was good that they didn't actually put out a statement on team letterhead the way the Sharks did for Reimer. I think yeah. you don't need to amplify that or yes, or put the organization's weight behind it. And I thought they did the best they could in the circumstances. Yeah, so we have this tweet um, from Thomas Rance. Kuzmenko uh, is speaking through translator Vitaly Kravtsov in addressing his decision not to wear a pride sweater. I respect everybody and everybody's choices and hope everybody can respect mine. Asked if he's concerned about his family, Kuzmenko offers no comment. So. We should just be clear that um, not a choice. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a choice not to wear a sweater. It's a choice to wear it. It's a cho not a choice for me to like women. Anyway. Yeah. I do agree with you, Sam, though, that it's walking a fine line of keeping players accountable, but then also focusing on the really positive swings that we're seeing in the game and the players that are speaking up and not giving no comment. Like, that's one of the first kind of no comments we've seen um, this season. So 
I think the Canucks did a really good job and I really admire every single special night that the Canucks have done. They've nailed it out of the water. Um, special shout out to Christina Herrick, who I was reading about, who designed the jersey. And I just loved how much of it they kept local. Like they had a 2S individual in the ceremony um, who was local. Then they used a local jersey designer, like just phenomenal little touches that just made the whole night strong together really, really well um, that I can definitely appreciate as an out-of-market hockey fan um, that you get to see those little bits of Vancouver and kind of bring some of that life. We're always begging hockey to to give us. So I, I did think they did a really good job there. And I thought actually a lot of the Canucks players gave really strong quotes. Like I definitely was surprised by the comments Quinn Hughes made over the last couple of days. I thought they were really articulate and really well-spoken. I I actually really enjoyed Ethan Bear's quote where he was just straight up like, I can't, re- I can't really relate to it. It was kind of like, yeah, I've heard you out and I just, yeah, it makes no sense. And yeah. I was like, I could learn from that. Instead of trying to engage, I could just be like, you don't make any sense. Bye. Yeah. He, um. Sorry. Go ahead, Ali. No, no. Go ahead. I, I was just gonna say. Um. During the first intermission, they were talking about. Um. You know, Pride Night. Um. On the Sportsnet stream, and Ian McIntyre said had a good point of saying that he's Christian. He doesn't have. He's like he also along. With, he related to Ethan Bear's statement as in he doesn't. Um. Understand why people just don't wear it. He doesn't understand. Like his brain doesn't think that way. And yeah, I thought that was an interesting. The, the bear quote bit. was, it's just kind of confusing. I never think that way, so I can't really relate. <laughs> I was just, just like, I enjoyed that so much. He's so great. I want to keep him so bad. Uh, anyway, Ali, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think two things. I've laughed with Sam about this before, but I don't understand what PR folks are doing in the NHL because Quinn Hughes was obviously very caught off guard by that question and he still did a good job answering it and I mean I want to you know give him his claps for giving a good answer but also it was kind of a a bare minimum answer too Um, so I think we have ways to go and having real conversations of how we can be more informed and and bring more local folks to the table and, and kind of show some more stories and be better allies Um, And then my second comment was just about Ethan Bear. Like the other thing to consider is um, Indigenous folks have different relationships with being two-spirited. It's much different than our, well, me as a white person's relationship with being queer. And that's something that's a gift in their community. And it's, it's stoic and it's really important to a lot of the structure of their communities. So yeah, I can understand. I would never be able to relate to someone who sees that as a choice or a downfall or a negative side um because that's just not something that's automatically built into their culture so um i'm not surprised that ethan bear was someone who had a statement like that i i think we continue to see that when he's asked about particular issues that challenge other players in the league yes and specifically because a lot of uh a lot of um queer culture has been wiped out due to colonialism especially um like indigenous cultures and stuff like that so yeah considering the like what ali you were saying about how important it is in those communities compared to you know what it's like in a different you know viewpoint some people uh tend to Kind of overlook that and just be like, oh, it's a, it's a new thing. It's not a new thing. It's not a new thing whatsoever. People tend to have some recency bias when they come to see news headlines. But 
um, queer people have been here forever and queer people are going to stay here forever. So deal with it. Anyway, I think we, it's about time we could talk about the A, uh, the Alphabet Sports Collective for a little bit, which both of you are a part of. Uh, would you like to take it away and explain um, kind of what y'all do and what y'all are all about? I'm going to let Ali go. Oh, no, Sam, you're the host here. Um, yeah, well, I'll introduce myself because I'm certainly not a hockey personality or a Twitter personality like most of you folks. Um, but my name is Ali. I'm on the board of directors for Alphabet Sports Collective. Um, in my day job, I work in policy and government. So that was kind of part of the piece that I um, tried to bring to Alphabet Sports Collective on the back end. Um, but really, I'm just friends and lucky to be colleagues with a bunch of folks on the board. Um, I met Brock and and started uh, working with them a few years ago and got to meet Sam and she's wonderful as all you already know. Um, but yeah, Alphabet Sports Collective is a queer-led not-for-profit organization. And uh, as I'm sure you've seen in our mission or our vision, we're working to make hockey safer and more inclusive for folks of all genders and sexualities through three pillars, community building, education, and ultimately mobilizing our community. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about ABC. Um, I'm not sure if folks saw on Twitter, but we had a launch party recently in March. Um, we were really excited to get going. We had some of the team from SDPN there, which was really exciting. Um, we had some former and current players. Um, we had some executives from MLSC. We had lots of representatives from um, corporate companies across Canada who were working to to become better allies and better um use their voice and their platform in the pride space. We had lots of members of the queer community and our committees who are awesome and who have been doing just phenomenal work for two years to really get it off the ground. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a wonderful event to really kick it off and, and let people know that we're here and we're not going to allow hockey to continue as it is. And we just want to make it more inclusive space, but I'd like to kick it over to Sam because I'm sure she has lots of thoughts to add there. I think Allie did a fantastic job and I know she says she's like just a she does policy work in the day but Allie Allie does a lot of the heavy lifting um, along with the rest of our working board um, I know we I I should say Brock really wanted to be here tonight but he um, left me a voice note earlier today sounding super super sick and so we uh, told him to go to bed and rest up because so uh, everybody tell Brock you hope he gets better soon and send him your positive vibes and Allie very kindly jumped in um, had a couple of espresso martinis I understand at dinner so she could <laughs> stay up late with us um, but yeah I think I think this idea really started with Brock I think that's a fair thing to say I he had this I he's had this idea I kind of since the day I met him on Twitter a few years ago I remember talking to him and him saying I want to start an organization that actually educates people, brings them in and like really helps change the sport at every level. And especially um, in youth in the, at the youth level. Um, and since then he's, I think started working on pulling together um, this amazing working board that I'm very lucky to be a part of. Um, obviously Ali's part of it. Um, Gabby uh, Bain Pettinger, like, Lots of lots of great people in hockey um, who represent all different kinds of backgrounds. Chanel is obviously part of it, um, and I think it's just it's a really cool collection of people, all of whom really just want to make the sport better for 
better for everyone and more inclusive. Yes, it's a great organization. I believe um, Rob has uh, put the link for their Twitter um, in the chat. That's what that's called. It's in the chat. Uh, so make sure to check them out. They did have uh, their grand opening event recently. Um, well, grand open, like launch events. Launch event. <laughs> launch event, I, grand I opening. Out. I was so sad. I was so excited that producer Rob got to go. Had so much FOMO. <laughs> you know, it's there, there's benefits and, and drawbacks to having such a countrywide and really global team. And so we definitely miss Sam. Allison's out west too. Chanel wasn't able to make it either. So we're hoping that we've got some fun stuff coming up soon where everyone can make it in. Um, but yeah, we missed you, Sam, definitely. It looked like it was a blast. I was also like, uh, it was great to see the NHL representation that turned out. And, and really just their uh, embracing the vibrance that we brought too. Like we were able to have drag shows. We were able to have um, queer producers that helped with videos. Robert's one of them. Shout out Robert. Um, but we had a queer photographer. Like we really did a lot of um, kind of similar things to, to the Canucks, like using queer folks, working with them locally, making sure those partnerships came out. So we are queer led and, and we are really kind of sticking to what we've promised and, and building up our own community. So yeah, I, I totally agree. The reception was was more than I expected. It was wonderful. It's it's great to have kind of an organization for people to kind of aspire to that kind of includes everybody because there are certain LGBT uh, organizations that are, you know, in sports and stuff like that that aren't really welcoming to everybody um, at the moment. Uh, but... It is good that there is a fresh face on the scene. You should definitely uh, check them out on Twitter and their website as well. Yeah, it's a great organization and you will do. You guys will do great things in the future, I believe. So, okay. yeah. Also, the uh, the launch event looked super fun. I saw a bunch of like the photos of like the sing-alongs and stuff like that. So, that looked awesome. I'm working I would... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Sam. I was just going to say, I'm working on convincing Brock to do the next event here. That would be great. Hey, I'll go on a global tour. I never <laughs> need more excuses to spend my money. I'll do it, especially for <laughs> stuff like this. Um, but yeah, I, I uh, wouldn't be a shameless plugger if I didn't say that um, just to anyone. If if you don't know what the org's about, reach out to Brock, reach out to Bain, Sam, Gabby, Chanel, um, any of us really, they're all super present, but I know those folks are easier to to locate on Twitter um, or go on our website. We're always looking for volunteers. Um, we can use anything from donation of time to platform to sharing our message. Um, if you have capacity, financial donations, we're we're looking for efforts all across the board. It's not just money. Um, but yeah, I'm really, really excited to to get to know the community, to understand the stories and to start working with folks and and building things up. So I just wanted to plug that. All right. Um, thank you. Okay. Uh think whoever we reach at the end of the show, is this all we want? All right. I think it's a good way to end it. All right. Well, thank you very much, Ali, for joining us today. Um, thank you, Sam, as well, for joining me. Thanks for having us. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, 
I have been Kaya May. This has been Game Over Vancouver. The Vancouver Canucks lost 5-4 to the Flames in overtime on Pride Night, even though the last lastly they, they had the Flames, they 1-7-1, but we don't talk about that. Um, thank you, Tyler Toffoli, for scoring against your own team. Congratulations, Aiden McDonough, for scoring your first NHL goal. Congratulations, Troy Stetcher, for um, scoring against your team that you should definitely re-sign with and i'm totally not biased just because you're from richmond anyway good night everybody i hope you have a wonderful safe uh rest of your night day wherever you are it's kind of late here it's probably later for everyone else good night everybody thanks for having me folks game over powered by sports interaction canada sportsbook